Welcome. Please wait while we verify your identification. Access granted. Welcome to WolfNet. It's a brand new day, Battletech fans. Welcome to WolfNet Radio Podcast, your ultimate Battletech audio resource. I'll be your host tonight. My name is Matthew, the Bloodbath Barons. Joining us tonight, co-hosts, we'll start off with Aaron, the Coach Crawl. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Matthew Bloodbra. <laughs> That's another good storyline. <laughs> Our second co-host, a man with wishes to be a black laner himself, Thomas Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Welcome to the show. Currently experiencing a uh, uh, definitely uh, a faulty heatsink going on right now. And last but not least, coming all the way from Minnesota, blasting signals, Andrew the Minnow Crow. Welcome to the show. Goody. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Now, I seem to see we have two last names that are the same. Is that, is that Total... by chance? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> He's adopted. So, so Battletech runs in the family a little bit here? Um, yes, Battletech uh, definitely is forceful, forcibly run in the family. Forcibly? I don't remember you fighting it too much. <laughs> you basically pinned me down and told me we were going to play this battalion versus battalion over an entire 72-hour period. And look where you're at now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Tell me who number one works for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I am... Uh, Andrew is my cousin, and I am Andrew's cousin, because that's how it works <laughs> in lineage. At least we're not from Missouri. That could have been a different oh, story. Man, we might be a little more, we might be a little closer related. <laughs> yeah, sooner or later we're gonna have to start a family business. Uh-huh. So, anyways, let's get along with our mission statement. Uh, we're basically just a few of the BattleTech facilitators based out of Northwest Iowa and Minnesota, and we'd like to provide a BattleTech tabletop-oriented resource that brings back the expanse of fun and experience of socialized gaming throughout the world community of Battletech. Now, why don't we just start off a little bit of history on everyone. Uh, myself, I've probably been running Battletech about 20-25 mm, years, give or take, on and off, whether I've been uh, deployed or in college or uh, not really doing anything else. And uh, that would involve mainly Battletech Tabletop, Alpha Strike, or maybe playing a little bit of the video games, and especially some of the novels for uh, reading some good um, good background. Uh, Aaron, how did you happen to get into Battletech? Um, Andrew, call sign Minnow, um, was a big fan of the Battletech books. We should probably join in on this one, Andrew. Yeah. Maybe I should go first. I think maybe you should go first. You know, being the elder of the group with probably the most experience, I think that'd be appropriate. I always say it's age before beauty, so... You don't got a lot in front of you, then. (laughs) (laughs) So, I started way back at the tender age of 16. That was 1992. And... um, I did not enjoy reading until I picked up Decision and Thunder Rift, and I actually uh, started off reading Battletech at the beginning, and it has not stopped since then. I'm probably on my fourth or fifth time through the entire entire novel series, 
Um, I for the first two years, um, I, all I did was read. Um, I went to school or college in Wapaton, North Dakota, and on one weekend we made a trip up to Fargo and went into a little mom and pop game and hobby store and bought my first Max. Um, it was a Marauder. I still have it, still in the original paint, um, and I guess the rest you can say is history. Um, Holy I've crap! Been, you uh, still have that? Oh yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, wow! I, I didn't know see you if still I can find the first picture. See Better wipe the dust and cobwebs off of it. Jeez, oh, it's well, probably in a glass case. I take good care of him. So anyways, do you dust it every now and again? I have a display case with a bunch of painted miniatures and stuff in it, yeah. <laughs> it says, break glass in case of apocalypse. No, that goes with the... I had a friend of mine made me a, a, a two a Lego people scale marauder. That is one of my more prized possessions. It's a pretty freaking cool ass piece. It is really cool. <laughs> I need to see this someday. Yeah, you guys, you guys make it up. We'll game in the basement for a weekend, and or we'll, we'll go we'll go to Fallout and game there. We'll put the photos up on the Facebook page. Yeah, I'll I'll take some photos and get them up. That would be tasty. Anyway, so since since '92, I've been a a BattleTech fan. Um, been excited to show people the the game that I've grown up with. Um, my first person probably to really get hooked was cousin Aaron. Um, I think God, if I you were sixteen, you were, I had to be you, like... were 16, you were sixteen because I think that was when you came up to ValleyCon, your first convention. Oh, I was in BattleTech before then, though. You were okay. Oh I, yeah. Anyway, so I I probably started. Probably earlier than that, then, because you, I think you were in college, well, and you in, came down. I don't know if it was like when you were down for the summer or whatever. Night, but it would have uh, been ninety-five or ninety-six. So how old were you then? Uh, ninety-six. I was probably thirteen. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah. Anyway. And um, so, then what happened is he's like, "Hey, you're going to read this book, which was Natural Selection." Which is my all-time favorite book, um, and he's like, "We're gonna set up this game," and I was like, "Oh, but it's summer, and I want to go play basketball." And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> mind you, mind you, I was I was playing college basketball at the time, so exactly. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Okay, uh, let's let's go for it." And he brought these miniatures, and they were really cool. Uh, big stompy robots. What's not cool to a 14-year-old kid than that? So, um, and they were painted too, which really kind of that was neat. Like you can paint these things. Um, oh, that so adds I a think, whole another dimension. Oh yeah, and a so whole another level of pissed off. I think we sat down. <laughs> yeah, especially that's, when they beat you. That's a that's a love hate relationship right there. <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, I think we sat down and we I think through. That was, had, on the, that was on the ping pong table. I think that was on the ping pong table. Yeah. And it was two mechs versus two mechs. I'm pretty sure I had a Warhammer and a Wolverine. And you had your Marauder and a Crusader, I think. I think that sounds about right. And ever since then, oh, man, it has been a long road. <laughs> Full of highs have, and lows. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have multiple copies of every book published by FASA. Um, 
I have every novel in print. I have every source book in print. Um, <laughs> Miniature-wise, oh man, I don't even. I, I would fathom, and I'm probably low at fifteen hundred pieces. Yeah, that would probably be low. Because I've got I, at least. I or I used plan, to have. I, have. I have plans on top of plans for stuff, and <laughs> you know what? Every I have I have gone to Gen Con now. I think the last five years, and I think I still have the mechs I bought five years ago at Gen Con are still in blister. Still in blisters. Yep. If if you've ever seen an episode of Hoarders, that's Andrew <laughs> at BattleTech <laughs> with a stack of pewter. He's it's he's tra- not he's, far. It's not he's far transcended. Away, I hear they get older with age. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's transcendent collector, and he's just straight up has a problem. <laughs> Anywhere, I mean, all of the old taboo, unseen, classics, whatever, all in lead, multiple copies. Yes, I have noticed a lot of people trying to covet those lately, especially myself. <laughs> all right, moving <laughs> along. How about we ask Tommy? Tommy! How'd you get started into Battletech? Well, first off, Matt and I were both in high school and hanged out in the same group together, so I'd say you guys got, you and Dirk's got me started on Battletech. First by uh, the card game. Now, I haven't really got into the novels too much, but what really piqued my interest was the, uh, the roll top playing. I, uh, the, 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 the miniature game, the, the base game tape. Um, Having some of that chance on spin with the dice really adds a lot of flavor to that. And I think that really drew you in. Yeah, I, uh, one of the first matches I remember is <laughs> somebody just starting, just, just. Their first shots of the night, friggin' headshot somebody with like a gauze rifle or something. And I was like, oh, you're dead already. I'm very sorry for that, Tommy. <laughs> and I, I continue to, to, to apologize to Luke and you for uh, all the headshots I would consume your pilots with uh, continuously. For, I think it was like a, like a six-month stretch where it was just every game there would at least be one headshot. And... It was usually either a PPC or a gauze, or an AC-20. I'm very, very sorry for that. <laughs> but, uh, it seems like I, I moved out of the area, so we didn't, I didn't play Battletech for a good portion of time after high school. I think I started in around 96 as well. Um, but then when, when I got out, I went into the military and stopped playing or keeping up with uh, Battletech until not too recently, just when I, when I moved back to the area about three years ago. I knew I should have set you like a starter box out there to like Fort, Fort, uh, Fort Polk and had a couple of your buddies start on that. But I think you got into D&D a little bit there too. I did. I got into D&D uh, while I was out in Colorado. I got into Magic. Uh, so everything's kind of ramped up on the, the gaming uh, side of things. But now that we're back and there's more people to play Battletech, it's even more fun. Uh, just recently we played a game, you, me, and Coach. So. 
yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, uh, catching up and, and playing games. And it really has been kind of a comeback. I really noticed that people are coming out of the woodwork. And uh, that's that's a part of the, uh, you know, one of the new goals is we're seeing some some old tabletop players come back. And it's really uh, exciting to get newer players involved and uh, to see the excitement on their face of, oh, we can actually play this with, with, with dice instead of just, you know, using a joystick and a computer. I'm like, well, yeah, you can just open a box, put out some pieces, and, you know, you don't have to worry about the power going out. You can still play if the lights are off. You just get a flashlight. You know, it can be old school. And also taking some pride in some of the, uh, the hobby aspect of, you know, uh, priming a mech and, and making sure you get uh, decals and, and you know if you want to go whole hog you can set up dioramas I mean it's that uh, diverse and it, it really should be um, uh, that much of an expanse on how you can get into it and how it can be tailored to to the the player well Matt if I can I mean the last <clears throat> uh, full full disclosure I am I'm also a Catalyst demo agent, uh, number 618, I think is what my number is. So um, I, I will say here in the first podcast, all of my comments are my own comments. They have nothing to do with Catalyst. Um, one of the things that I've really tried to go out of my way with at Gen Con is try and talk to as many gamers as possible and ask, have you ever played Battletech? And surprisingly the overwhelming response is yes and they are immediately followed by some memorable battle or battles and the question has always become you know why are you not playing anymore and it's always been a, a tough thing to listen to or to hear is why people aren't playing anymore or why did they get away when did you ever play Battletech? Yes. And people immediately go into, you know, a, a God, remember this one time that we did X or we did Y. And it always has bothered me a little bit as to why that playership has died or gone down when ever you ask somebody, they always have such a um, meaningful story that behind it. I don't know. I mean, have you guys experienced that? I know hopefully someday we'll get Tippett on the, on this thing, but he's he's played some very interesting games and had a lot of fun with it. So, um, do you guys have any take on any of that? Yeah, um, I'll I'll jump in here. Um, I guess I forgot to mention that I also own my own game store. Um, haha, sucks to be you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's basically how Tommy, Matt, and I got together. Um, I opened a game store. And uh, this guy walks in, he's like, hey, you guys play any Battletech? And I'm like, oh man, you have no idea. He's like, really? <laughs> and uh, just to see Matt's face light up, because like, nobody else played Battletech around our area. And it seems like we're always, um, Battletech fans are always like, few and far in between. Yes. Nobody, nobody wants to, nobody wants to admit they're a BattleTech player until they find another BattleTech player. Then they're like, "Oh, hallelujah!" Long lost <laughs> so, twins. Yeah, and um, so that was how we got together, and um, it's just one of those where it's awesome. Like 
we can all get together and play BattleTech now. And I, for myself, Andrew was pretty much the only player I played at BattleTech with, and it was it was awesome to find two, and I think we even have up to three players that had played BattleTech, and I think we've gotten two or three more in just because it's it's new it's big stompy robots it's terrain it looks great um the mechanics are f somewhat fairly simple um and uh and the books help out as well um the books are a tremendous um in-depth uh, look at what what kind of possibilities are out there especially with um coming up with you know factions that you want to be associated with or the storylines that had the best characters you thought and even the places that they went in the new new futuristic uh, uh, worlds that they explored was was always uh, interesting for me well Matt let's uh, let's take a step back I mean you brought up a very interesting thing because I mean oh I always, me, I always do for me oh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> for for me, it's always been the story, right? Um, BattleTech yes. has such a rich history, and it has spanned so many years. Um, I, I'll be honest; the last what five, seven years have have been really lean, and in, in my opinion, pretty tough to, to maintain and stay a, a, a BattleTech player. Um, Yes. But I'm, I'm curious as to the group. I, I got ideas, but I'd like to have uh, confirmation. What are each of your guys' favorite factions and why? My favorite faction has always been in the um, clan side of um, the ever-present uh, battling. Mainly because I enjoyed the images of the the factions flags and their their icons and then also their ability to have omnipods for their weapon systems and that made it really fun for me to you know start with a chassis tear it apart put something else in but there's also a part of me that also sticks with um some mercenary side of Wolf's Dragoons because they kind of came from the clan side but yet, you know, snuck into the inner sphere for recon. But then reading uh, the trilogy of the 17th recon, um, Camacho's Caballeros really, uh, really stuck the needle in me for, for that uh, much needed uh, kind of adrenaline rush of um, a, a story with infantry and uh, mechanized infantry and, and, and armor and infantry or, and, and uh, mech support. That was a lot of fun seeing the character build and noticing when that was starting to grab hold and I could not put, put the book down. That's what really intrigued me was you could, you could give me... Um, you know, an entire library, and there's only two series I've ever read in my life, and that has been BattleTech and uh, Glenn Cook's The Black Company. 
Those are the only two series I've ever read in my life. Nothing else really compares. Did you ever tell us what clan you were a part of? Or what clan you liked? No, I did not. And that would be uh, Ghost Bear. All right. Because it's... uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. You you talk too long. Tommy. Well, good. (laughs) I'm I'm also a a big fan of clan uh, in the start. I would say my favorite clan is Jake Falcon. But uh, just recently... Ah! You pigeon! (laughs) But just recently I've I've switched sides over the inner sphere just because I like more of the some of the different character type uh, atmosphere. So I, I've been on the Greta side as well. So okay, I've been doing more inner sphere stuff as I get older, and then every now and then I'll fall back to Jay Falcon. But that's I've just played. because that's just because you're growing up and maturing. That's all. Okay. At least he didn't say anything bad about Karita. I, mean, I, I thought Wolf Dragoons and Karita kind of butt heads, so. Crawl. Aaron. Back. I'm back. I'm yeah. back. Wino. Sorry. No, Wino. That was the wife. Oh, honey, honey to do list. Those are fun. Honey to do list. I'm, I'm just hoping that my children don't come storming out of the door and I have to, you know, push them back in to go to sleep again. Aaron, favorite faction? Oh, uh, okay. Are we going like? Um, it was just a start. Pretty, just, just a straightforward question. Dude. Just start with it, one. You can move on to the others. Okay. Well, Wolf Dragoons, obviously. Um, Kelhound's second. Very close second. Um, but I would have to go with. Hmm. I'd have to go probably. Uh, Fed. Uh, is Fed? Can I say Fedcom? Probably not. Mm, I, I don't think so. Not with the okay. Civil War. Feder- Federated Sons, then. Yay! All right. There you go. All right, and then um, for me, obviously, um, Dragoons. Um, I uh, I have always found the Dragoons a very interesting um, segment in that they came from a place where they were outcast and looked down and they came to the inner sphere and they really only had themselves to uh, rely on and to to be successful with and you know to me that's a, a lot of what family is you know when the hammer falls it's it's us against them and that is something that I've always um, really related to with them as a group so um, yeah that's uh, that's where I'm at uh, favorite time period. That here, here's a here's oh. a way we can start a war. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go with like exactly 35. My I'm sorry. My favorite point was on outreach when Jamie Wolf had all of them together, and he's like, "We're Clan Wolf guys." <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! So, I'm gonna go with 3050. I know it's the like the cop-out choice, but um, it's it's when, like, everything really started to come together for me, anyway. Um, okay. And I grew up with that timeline, so hey, that's, I, that's I, probably I, mine. I hear you. I hear you. I know why. Yeah. Uh, Tommy. 
Well, I, I would say 30-50 is a good timeline, but I'll, I kind of like 30-55 as well. Okay, 30-55, that's solid. Tommy, I thought you would say 30-58, because that's when your black laner comes in, isn't it? Uh, it, that, that's, that sounds about right, but... Uh, I can't wait for you guys to come up here to the city so we can go play in the pods. They have a black laner in the pods, too. What? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The missus came back in, and I'm going to have her jump on, and she's cool. going to tell you the story of what happened when we got married and the hidden the obsession, <laughs> the hidden the obsession that came out at one point in time. Hold on. Hold on. Hobby. Hey, what's what's the no. first, what's the missus' first name? Not doing hey, this. Hi, this hi, is boys. Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi, guys. Hi, Jess. <laughs> We're delighted to meet your acquaintance. I'm sure. We are. We've heard such wonderful things about, uh, you know, how blessed Andrew is to have you as a wife. All right, get to the point. <laughs> We'd like to hear the story about when you no, learned first of all, of... first of all, hold on, time out. Oh, okay. You're going to take whatever pen is near the computer and throw it in the garbage. Because <laughs> he likes to click it, and his microphone picks it up, and it's annoying. Um, that... That's a tape measure. <laughs> oh, God. But I have it. <laughs> what a freaking nerd. Yes. What a nerd. <laughs> yes, but he's my well, nerd. That's fair enough. Okay, I'd, so I'd we are. We, that. we are discussing the story of you guys are married and. Hold on. His, the question is is um, this. Well, it's not even a question. It's like, tell us the story of how you found out about Andrew's small hobby. Uh, so we got married, and uh, we uh, moved into an apartment together, and he went, oh, by the way, I've got some stuff in my dad's basement, and I have a small hobby. And uh, 12, 12 years later, the, the promise was when we moved into our house that I wouldn't have mechs in my kitchen, but I have <laughs> mechs in my kitchen. <laughs> so <laughs> I have, we have 3,000 square foot in our house, and I still have mechs in my kitchen. So he just brought in the last box. No, oh, there's so many boxes. <laughs> if if you need to get rid of them, you are fully allowed to send them straight to me. Like we should we should really have a picture of his like sectioned off office that is more of like well, <laughs> very the, badly organized just It it is badly organized, but I'm actually allowing him to have more bookshelves so he can get more shit. <laughs> that that is totally like... awesome. <laughs> It looked like Jess just threw everything into this room <laughs> like, oh. and put caution tape up. <laughs> like Aaron, is... surprisingly, it's not Jess threw everything into the room. It's Andrew. Yeah. Oh, well, I keep throwing yeah. shit out. That's not surprising. <laughs> he keeps buying shit. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But I love I him. I tell him no every Gen Con. I literally stand right next to him and say, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> you should, should continue to bring some things to Gen Con, just leave them with us so we can that, take them home. That's a lie. I don't. <laughs> He's sad. He wants his microphone back, guys. I, so. I, I think I think we found just uh, I think we found our new co-host. <laughs> here's, here's Andrew, boys. Thank you so much, Jess. Appreciate it. I, I think drink. we just won, guys. We had a girl on the show. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I got a fresh Bonus. drink. Let's get to it. Time so frame. you told her so you told Tommy, it was a small it, Tommy It's, it's yeah. up to you, big boy. <laughs> what did Matt say? 
I say yes, yes. So <laughs> we heard Tommy's yes, uh, yes is in a time 30, frame. Thirty fifty-five. That's um, like all timelines. <laughs> I am. I'm. Well, yeah, because I look up all the spreadsheets and ridiculous things too. Yeah, you do. Them. Well, yeah. it's kind of fun because I don't know what to do, so I just look at the average. <laughs> but I think. Um, oh, I never did go through my history. Um, my no, timeline. Fa- my favorite timeline is going to be a combination. It's going to be. 3055 through 3060 because those years have the best chassis that I like um, for the clan side and um, a lot of those come to the idea that they have second line standard engines they get plenty of um, either Omnimech pod space which a few do or they have great primary configurations of just being stacked and maxed out on armor. And I should have I should have trolled you guys so bad and just said like 3100. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the only that's I think the, I think the worst I think the worst thing you could have said was like 3145. <laughs> and I was like thrown my blister from that era. <laughs> I got for free at the screen. Oh, oh, that's a that's a good story too. We should do, we'll put a pin in that one too. Um, mine would be mine would be three thousand three thousand to four secession war. I am I'm old school classic. I love the the political intrigue and, and all the things that happened in that time period. Um, I mean, I can't I could not imagine being at Hans Davian's wedding and him raising a glass with the toast of and I give you the Capellan Confederation and at that point people were setting foot and starting the Four Secession War. I mean it's a book but God I want to see that in a movie because I think that would be just freaking spectacular. Put a pin on that. Matt write that down. Best time period for a movie. We should debate that sometime. That's like straight out of like Dune, like movie style. I think it works well. I just I, that that just sticks in my head all the time. I, I think I kind of hear you getting teary eyed over it. <laughs> it's just uh, just to see that happen. God dang, that would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, the Battle of Tukiyed would be a good uh, movie. <sighs> yeah. Think. You guys yeah. are getting into a whole other episode. Yep, anyways. <laughs> so, now, why don't we start talking about favorite mechs? Well, that's uh, easy. Everybody let's knows go with favorite it. mech. Mech. Yes. Yes. You Singular. Get one. You, get one. you get one mech. Andrew, <laughs> what is your one mech you may possess in your life lifetime? My license plate says Mad 4A, so... <laughs> Marauder 2, the original Marauder 2. How long How long have you had that on your car? About six, eight months? Uh, God, when did we buy that truck? It, was, it before, was it before Gen Con? No. I think it was just after Gen Con last year that we bought it, yeah. I remember that text, and that was... That was uh, that was kind of fun because then I started looking for 
seeing if I could make that work too with a different the trucks. The trucks the wrong fucking color, but it works. I'm I'm actually contemplating uh, at Crawl Construction doing all of the work trucks in different mech uh, variants. Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm taking oh. I'm taking the Centurion out today. How would great would that be? Awesome. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I got that I got that from Max. Max has yeah. Max uh, Max has on his Prius. You guys haven't met Max yet. You guys will someday. Max has a his Prius is a Warhammer 3R, and then his Jeep I think is a Goliath. Ooh. Yeah. It's it's the most ironic thing ever. A Prius is a warhammer. Prius I just, is a war. I just what? You should be a flea for God's sake. Whatever. Yes. There's I, there's I guess, another thing we could put a pin in. What, I guess classic cars and what the mech variant would be. I guess I guess it's and one of those where if he's ever driving in front of a BattleTech fan, he's like, I wonder if he did that on purpose. Nah, he couldn't have. It's a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer to everything when it's a Prius. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Uh, mine, Mad 2, the original. Aaron. Oh, the 100-tonner. Yeah. Props to that. Tommy. Um, yeah, go ahead, Tommy. Uh, I have a lot of favorite mechs, but I think my favorite one of all time is the Hellhound. Really? The Hellhound. Nice. 696. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, I like the... It's a little bit fast, but uh, it, could, it could jump. You can't beat a medium max. Yeah. 12 inches or 6 sets, however you want to call it. So, that's what I like. I like sounds, like, sounds like you got a hellhound right there with you. <laughs> you haven't seen her yet. Either that or he's getting a new haircut. <laughs> Dude, get a wrench and hit the fucking thing. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Coach. Tom, Tommy is having some serious te- technical difficulties. needs adjustment. <laughs> Coach, did you put your um, anti in yet? My what? Did you put your anti in yet? Anti? I'm yeah. guessing Warhammer. Oh, uh, yes. It, it was the Warhammer. Was um, oh I know was. which one I know where you're going now, Marauder but TC. Ever, ever since my favorite cousin painted me up a Marauder Two C uh, Two variant, um, nothing but energy, and um, it is it is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, conveniently, she she also yeah with spider webs on the cockpit. It's it's awesome. Um, she does have a nickname. Um, she is the butcher because I cannot hit anything but arms and legs. <laughs> um, if if you die by my hand, you die with all torsos intact. Oh, uh, speaking just... speaking of best all time shots, <laughs> the butcher was on the table. <laughs> you remember what was it? Two years ago, Gen Con, we were playing against Blaine Pardo. Pardo, yeah, Blaine yeah. Pardo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I had my mad too. That was your shot, not my that, shot. No, I know, but <laughs> the butcher the butcher was there. You were there. Yeah. Anyway, that pin that one too. God damn it, that was funny as hell. Now nah, go ahead, tell it. It's a good. Tell one. it. All right. So we play. We squared off against uh, James. Um, uh, he used to be the lead demo agent. Anyway, 
forget what his call sign is. It was James and Blaine Pardo. And they were in, They ha- I got them sitting here. They had a executioner, a Black Hawk, a, th- uh, what the hell is that thing called again? It's a 3140 mech, uh, Thunder Wolf, and a Warhammer. Blaine Pardo was piloting the executioner and a Warhammer. James was in the um, Thunder Wolf and the Black Hawk. And my Marauder got hit for however many points it got hit with, and it fell on its face. And I didn't leave the hex I started in. <laughs> and he could and not. And I did not up. stand back up the rest of the game. But I have a picture of my mech on the last round that it was alive. I, I, I propped. The mech I was piloting was a 5W, so I had the snubbies in it. Blaine's Warhammer was exactly nine hexes away. <laughs> I propped, I shot, I hit him in the head, and I said, watch this, I'm going to hit the cockpit. I rolled one crit and rolled a three. So a pristine Warhammer piloted by Blaine Pardo, I took the thing out on my face. It was fantastic. <laughs> Are you shuffling and hit him as you were going down? No, I, I was I going down or was I already down? I don't know. I have. I the thought sheet you were someplace. going down. He signed it. It was just freaking awesome. It was that's, pretty. Anyway. Uh, that's stuff of legends. That's pretty good. That was that that game. The only I guess the reason I wanted to tell that story is that game is the prep was why I painted the butcher. We had we had a a lance of of widows. And Aaron wanted that mech, so I, I made a custom a custom paint job for him. We'd take a picture and get that put up sometime. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that up on the Facebook page. But somebody's taking like somebody's taking somebody's taking notes of all the goddamn pictures we're gonna put up, right? That's that's actually where she got her no, she got her name um in the Masters and Minions before that. No, it couldn't have been before that. I painted that one for that game. It oh. was after that. Okay, so then it was that one, and I literally deca- like I just delimbed everyone. <laughs> like I was the last mech, almost the last mech standing, and I just, everyone else was just rolling on the ground, <laughs> like a bunch of black knights. Like, Dude, oh, it was the black. Di- it was the black knight from freaking. I was you beat. Yeah, me that's too. right. You beat. It was me the too. black knight. <laughs> bleeding green coolant all over you. And and she still holds true today. I still cannot hit anything center mass. It's that's just... true. It's sad. <laughs> It's so bad. Put a target computer on that thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's your answer to everything. Put a target hey, computer on it. Pulses and TCOM don't lie. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> you fucking clanners. <laughs> you guys don't so, know how to play the game. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, we're, um, we're, we're, my, my mech is uh, the Marauder 2 seed. Um, preferably <laughs> the Variant 2. All right. Uh, I think Matthew, you're you're ending it. Yeah, Matt, you're up. You haven't said yet. Oh. Really? We gave you all that time to think, and now you're gonna. Jesus, really? Yeah. Hold well, this whole show up, and you had all this time. I've I've changed my mind a few times. <laughs> what? The last okay. thirty seconds? That's right. Oh my god. You know, you know, great minds have to work fast. <laughs> so I'm fast gonna enough. have to say. My favorite newer uh, 
uh, mech to focus on has been the Stooping Hawk. Really? Yes. 55. Get the, get the hell out, really? Standard engine Omni-mech. He's, he's been doing some work with it. I got, I re- a, cu- I got a couple I re- of them laying around here someplace. Really? Yeah. He needs one. Well, hey, I, I get a mailbox. I got a couple of them. I got a mailbox. Again. Oh, hey, I got a mailbox. mailbox. Again, plans on plans, right? <laughs> oh, hey, I, I, I got a mailbox. I have, I have a mailbox and I have cash. I, I don't see the problem. <laughs> Let me see, I'll see if I can dig one up. <laughs> well, I did send you a book. You did. Yeah. Ooh, you did you send him book. that uh, that uh, um, and, original? And I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I, I will be straight up honest with you. Uh-oh. I already had the book. Oh. So I turned around. And you and sold it? Nope. I, gift, <laughs> I gifted it. You have not met him yet either. I gifted it to Tim. I bought another one and gave one to Max. So who's, I, uh, who's chiming in there? Who, who's I, yelling in the background? That's Jess. That's the wife. What, what was she saying? I don't know. She's she's screaming about something. <laughs> she asking if you needed a new drink? No, she's she wanted to make sure that I told that it's not Tim, it's Gobot. So Oh, call Tim's, sign. You know Tim's what? Every time you Go-Bot. every time you give a name, just ask her to give the call sign, okay? I will we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll just hear her pipe out from the back end. All right. Hey, be, some people don't forget that. She could be call sign Jess. Call sign Jess. That's right. Some people just don't forget. Right, call Blood Bra? She's like, call sign, call sign. Blood Bra? Blood Bra? Blood Bra? <laughs> Screw oh, you guys. It was, was a bloodbath. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who's clipping their nails? I'm sorry. I just read. <laughs> You're reading just the chat? chat? Maybe they're bucking their teeth. It's like somebody's doing something, and it's really fucking annoying, right? I've got this, you know, 30-year-old rocking chair I'm sitting here by the kitchen table. Oh, you're not on your front porch? No, no, I'd have a cup of coffee then. Oh, God. oh yeah. <laughs> it, what the hell was that? Like that was I a hellhound. I didn't hear him over the, the straining heat sink. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's down to his underoos. It's getting hot in that cockpit. Just hit the override, dude. Just hit the override. Stop just, firing the energy weapons, man. Just, just flush, flush, man. <laughs> okay. I'm just redlining it. Now the, yeah, that's who, you should you change the your other call night. sign. You should change your call sign to Redline Pilot. <laughs> Red I don't line. know about that one. Red five. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, how about any recent campaigns or games that we've had? Does anybody recall anything recently instead of these old legendary stories? You know, the one that keeps coming back to me was, is, Matt, were you there when we played uh, uh, Surprise Quicksand? I'm always there. And yes, that was my idea. <laughs> that was, screw you, that was my idea. Oh, either, was it? Either yes. way, that was fantastic. Maybe that I had was, the snow that idea. A, that was a hell of a lot of fun. No, it probably was yours. The the quicksand and uh, uh, the quicksand idea was was awesome. Because um, because I think that that can only be one little you know knife <clears throat> twisting in the side of one cousin to another cousin of like hey if you don't roll good you're gonna sink into your death. <laughs> 
we didn't okay. lose one that game. I think we lost one in another game, though. So what anyway, was the rules on that? It was um, so every Aaron, time? Aaron came up with the idea that we were going to play a surprise quicksand. When you finished your move, you rolled 1d6. On a 6, you were in quicksand. Yep, randomly. You fell, to, you, you, you dropped to your ankles, and you could not shoot. The next yep. round, you had to roll your skill, because we only we were only playing Alpha Strike. You had to roll your skill to get out. If you did not make your skill, you dropped to your waist, you could shoot with a plus two to hit. On the third round, if you did not make your skill plus two, I think. Did we do plus two or plus one? I thought it was plus two. Plus I'm two, pretty sure we had we had one get to that point <laughs> because somebody yeah. went under. Yeah. <laughs> not that, not the first time. The second game the we second played, game. somebody we lost somebody because you had to think about the the psychological panic of the the mech warrior inside being like, oh, I'm up to my waist. Like it that should was, only get harder after that. That was that was the reason why. Anyway, that usually nobody pays attention to the move phase. Everybody just kind of throws shit out there. That made the move phase almost more enjoyable than the shooting phase. Oh, that yes. Was, that was way more fun. That was just yes. freaking awesome. Because everyone's just staring at you going, oh, are you going to do it? Are, are you, you going to do, do it? it? <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I want to put my toe out there. Especially when that guy fell to his wa- the first one who made it to his waist. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyway, that was... that. That was one of the more recent games for me. I've been we've been doing basketball as of late, so I haven't had a lot of time to play. But that one still sticks in my head as one of the more enjoyable recent, and I'm using air quotes, games that we've played. I think I remember there was an instance in there where it was like, especially because the first time you do it, you don't get to shoot. Right, right. And that's your shooting phase. Yeah, that's a big right. deal. And yes. like. I think one of us was like, oh, yeah, and we just marched right up, like, range one, and we're like, oh, yeah, I got to roll for my movement, and it was oh, a no. six, you're like, oh, you no. dropped two. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and it was two mechs, like, right next to each other, sinking in quicksand. Guys are giving each other gestures through the window. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'll save you if you save me. <laughs> Let's lock hands. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But that, that was oh for, man, that for was me, a lot of fun. For me, for me, that was that was one of the more memorable, again, air quote, recent games that that I've played. Uh, Matt, I think we played another game like that. Only it was ice. Yes, and and uh, I I absolutely loved that game because you know home turf advantage. You know, ghost bears being you know oh, thick yeah. of the crop of you know thick fur and <clears throat> balmy weather. But the great thing but, about that game was, is that Patrick played. <laughs> like he what? was bored. Oh yeah, Patrick. Yes, yeah, he was. He was bored, he and he's play. like. And I'm pretty sure I gave him an archangel. It was a blue moon, and the beer was flowing. I think, and that happened happen. to say, "Yeah, That'll I'll do happen. that." That'll happen. And he had he had a hundred ton archangel that I gave him to run, and he sank that bitch all the way to the icy depths. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't make it. Didn't were you doing misery? Shoot. You guys playing on misery? No, not no, it was well, just, it was just with Angel later. Nah, it was it was it was some frozen tundra and part of a uh, lake. But he failed all three rolls in a row. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't even shoot. Uh-huh. It just it just went straight. Down. <laughs> it's like the Titanic, like iceberg gone. Yep. Oh, it was great. Oh, and man. and he that was... wasn't the only that wasn't the only fail too because I think I had a grizzly. Uh, that no. Oh yeah, your grizzly went under too. <laughs> well, yep. he didn't quite go under. He, just, he was close. He what he he jumped, face planted. Depth one, and then, yeah, jumped, landed, broke through depth one, and then face planted and drowned, drowned in level one or depth oh, one. Oh, you're you're just talking about that. We almost got to pin that one too when the hyena died in the blood name. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that one. That's that's next episode. Oh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we're just gonna call next episode the pin episode. Okay, that's a good idea. So who's so if taking you're wondering, again, if, who's if, taking notes? If you're looking for notes. Just re-listen to the podcast. Yeah, you just re-listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking. Fuck you guys. <laughs> which, which is why, which is why we'll have Jess remind you tomorrow. Listen back to the podcast. Oh man, you think I'm gonna have this edited by then? You guys are okay, crazy. Okay, uh, next week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you take as much time as we have. It's fine. Um. Uh, Ambition Tommy, has Tommy. Ambition Tommy. has gone out the window. Tommy, as long as we the, get one what was, done. The, what was the better game that you've had recently, or that you recall? I got a couple. I just <sighs> Tommy, I have it for you. I remember. It involved infantry and tanks and Alpha Strike. Oh God! And and oh, it involved about four or five of us at the game shop. It involved like four thousand troopers. Yeah, yeah. let him, let him go. And I had mines in that, too. With two firing lanes down the middle and some force that I set up. Um, it wasn't, uh, it was Alpha Strike, but still it was pretty fun. Uh, it's nice mixing up the uh, vehicles and infantry along with the battle, uh, battle mechs. So. so we started off with, uh, what, two... Two companies or two, two lances or four lances, four lances of mechs, and there must have been two hundred ton tanks on the opposing force, and probably how many infantry? Oh, yeah. So tiptoe tiptoeing down these, uh, if you could imagine a a map, and it's broken into three sections. And you have two roads between trees going the entire length, north to south. And you have uh, two different sets of lances on either side running parallel. So basically a double column all the way down. And then you have this building, open parade field structure with what looks like a giant berm all the way across. Sort of like a top of a T. And then you have mines that show up but like within the first five to ten hexes and i think a jenner just jumped and ran and bounced and blew itself up by coming across the first minefield he ran right into that thing it was funny <laughs> i'll ask my arse off 
I, uh, at, at setting it up, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, once he died, everybody's like, oh, I'm sticking to the road. <laughs> don't, don't go down the road. No, no, don't go down the road. That's when I started bringing the, the 100 ton mechs up to do, uh, the long range, so, and, uh. The 100 ton tanks? Oh yeah, yeah. That's I meant that. And I, I have never seen, <clears throat> I, I've, I've never seen so many mechs tiptoe and and stop and think about what they were gonna do, going down a double column, you know, taking turn after turn of like, she, hello, is there anything else down there that's gonna come out of this? Uh that's that's what I like about the campaigns that. The, the one that I was doing anyway, I was doing stuff that we normally don't deal with, so, um... That's right, it was really interesting to look at a whole nother, uh, dimension of infantry, landmines, um, even, arm, armor and force. Even, uh, when I forced you guys to go through that lava field, there wasn't so much as, uh, an enemy force, but more of a you you guys killing yourselves with the piloting skills and whatnot. So. Yeah, Tommy likes to play. Let's see if they are stupid enough to go off the road. I I think you take some of your experiences from Fort Polk and the you know the deepest darkest Louisiana um, swamp, and you bring it to the battlefield of terrain and make it really challenging for us to even walk. Uh, ten hexes. Uh, maybe next time I'll find the combat engineers in the game and then <laughs> use them against this. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So, what other instances? I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that's probably good. Alrighty. Because Do we got any upcoming uh, events going on in the near future. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about uh you know on the web page they talk about the new box set we've got two new box sets coming out we got just it's labeled beginner box set we get two mechs griffin and wolverine um and then we also have uh, a game of armored combat new new mech based or a, a new box set with eight mechs in it <clears throat> i'm not sure why i mean from a price point i guess i can understand um, between the two box sets, though, the one thing that really stands out to me is um, they're talking about pilot cards. And this is something I know we've kicked around within our little gaming group about um, kind of taking, to my detriment, I'll, I'll say this, taking kind of what X-Wing is doing and applying that to um, Battletech. So I'm, I'm excited to see what those pilot cards are and, and how they're going to affect or, or, or play into the game, whether they're, you know, collectible type items. Um, that should be fun. Um, I, I, I hope I don't get into too much trouble. I can say I'm pretty good authority. Matter of fact, I just got an email here tonight that everything's in production. Um, we're... <laughs> Fingers crossed that everything comes across the pond, not across the pond, across the big lake, um, China, 
that everything's here and ready to go for the convention season. So um, I know I will be uh, knocking old ladies over if it's at Gen Con to make sure that I can secure <laughs> at least a couple boxes. Um, at least it's over and not up. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I've, I've seen the miniatures. I've gotten a chance to look at them. Um, they are fantastic. Um, Anthony Scroggins, um, I don't know if anybody saw, um, Anthony Scroggins got uh, the nod to be the new art yes. director for Battletech, yes. which I think is fantastic. Saw um, that in the forums. He has done a remarkable job um, re-imaging and, and reinvigorating the line. Um, I know he had a very heavy hand, if not the hand, in recreating the classics, in, in getting them ready to be reproduced, which I personally cannot wait for. Um, one of the goals that I've had since I started this game is to have Dragoons in miniature, according to their source book, before the Misery. And I, I have held off because of the classic issue, obviously. I don't think we need to talk about or go into why that is the case. But I know they're coming down the pipe. I've seen them. I've held them. They are fantastic-looking pieces. And I cannot wait for those to come out. Uh, Tommy, just... Tommy, you described them in one word. I think it involved a, a meat product. <laughs> I think Whoa. you said they were beefy. Beefy. Yeah. And it was it was, it was amazing to see those at Gen Con um, in the in the case and then spin around and run into an author and be like, Holy crap, you're you're Coleman. <laughs> yeah. So I mean those are coming out. It sounds like we're gonna move the storyline forward. Um, we are the storyline I I'm, I have to be careful what I say I know some things I don't know whether they're for common knowledge or not I do I think I can say that the the, the line or the storyline is going to move forward or they're going to make an effort to move it forward um, I know we're going to approach ill clan which <laughs> I think everybody in the Battletech community is we'll believe it when we see it um, but I, I think I can say I have a good authority that that we're we're gonna get there. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm I, I think the the Alpha Strike Commanders Edition is a, is a great is a great book. I know I'll be buying a couple of those as well. Um, it's basically combining Alpha Strike and the Compendium um, with all of the rule changes, updates, what have you. Which brings me to, you know, let, let's let's throw this out there one more time. You know, what's your favorite rule set? Do you like playing classic Battletech? Do you like playing Alpha Strike? Um, I know this group, us, we, prefer a very different way. Well, not a very different way. We, we prefer the optional way of doing damage in Alpha Strike. Um, and I'd like to hear what all everybody's comments are on that and, and why. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Um, you brought up the like a like a different way of doing an alpha strike damage effect. Um, like we've started a house rule where um, we, we didn't really appreciate that in alpha strike you could 
um, you know, through winning or losing initiative, basically destroy the entire other side of opposing units in just one fell swoop without any retaliation. And either it's a, uh, it's either. Are you doing? Are you doing it wrong then? I, I, I guess I don't understand that one, but you must be doing something <laughs> well, wrong. If let's just go uh, with you're doing it wrong. If, okay, continue. Yeah, I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. So, if if you're dealing all the damage, either all damage or none, it, it, it doesn't really make any sense. Instead of, wouldn't it be easier to roll 2d6 for every point of damage possible so you don't, you know, completely miss every time? Because I could see some players not having fun, um, always losing because everything misses. Well, I'm going to I'm going to stop you there in just a minute cuz it is not a house rule. That is that is a rule that is in the companion book as far as the way to do damage differently. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I have ran a group here in the Twin Cities, uh, a couple of different campaigns, those that have played Battletech and those that, that I've tried to introduce and play Alpha Strike 2. When for Alpha Strike first came out, we didn't really have that option of doing 2d6 per point of damage. And I'm finding that those that play or prefer Classic one of the reasons they really enjoy Classic Battletech is because they get to throw a lot of dice. That's that's a thing they really enjoy doing, that playing that optional rule of rolling 2d6 per point appeals or makes it feel more Battletech-y, if you will, to those who enjoy Classic, of throwing a number of dice. And at this yeah, point... And- at this point, I don't teach it any other way. When I go to a when I go to a game store or when I'm demoing Alpha Strike, that is the way I demo it. Just because there there is something about throwing that many dice. You know, more dice is, is equates to more randomness. It equates to more interesting things that can happen in the game. So. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure that it's not a house rule. That is that is an optional rule. That isn't a, that isn't a quote unquote official rule in the companion. Um, Aaron, you had something. Well, what I think what he meant was is that's the way we played it even before the companion came out. Yes, I apologize. Okay. No. Well, no, it, it is technically not a house rule. I mean, we just call it a house rule. But also the other thing is. Um, for BattleTech fans that are trying to get used to Alpha Strike, um, in their mind, especially for me, they're like, "Oh, okay. So when I roll these dice, say I roll, you know, four sets of two d six, and I hit with two of them, I'm like, oh, okay. That kind of equates to maybe my two PPCs hit, or like if they know the BattleTech Classic Tech readout. In my mind, I kind of equate to like, oh, okay." If I only hit with one of the four, I'm like, okay, I hit with a medium laser. Or if I roll, like, if three of them hit out of the four, I'm like, oh, man, I totally landed both PPCs. Like, in my head, I'm equating that in Alpha Strike to my experiences in Classic Battletech. And to be, I mean, 100% honest, my man Sims, um, 
the first time we played, he was running an awesome 3-3-3 across the board. We were rolling 1-D6 uh, for all three points, and I don't think he hit the first four rounds, and he was pissed. He was <laughs> that's a, that's he was pretty a devastating. He's a Battletech player. He's like, look, this is three PPCs on this mech. There's no freaking way I've gone four rounds and not done any damage. Changing yep. that, just that that small change, all of a sudden it, it, it goes exactly to what you were talking about, Aaron. We, You have this thing in your head for the classic guys that, hey, I've done something. And I think that and that really bridges the gap. That's really interesting, too, where... You know, you both brought up that having the experience of playing the classic Battletech side of the, the, the tabletop equated to Alpha Strike. It, it didn't quite compute right when you thought you'd be throwing all these different weapon systems that you would have in the higher detailed classic to a more focused down, simpla, simplistic Alpha Strike. Whereas there should be some type of variable where you should get some statistics out of something should be hitting instead of like nothing. So again, I'll I'll, I'll reiterate, and again, this is me as in as the agent and as a sales guy, whatever. Alpha Strike is not a more simplistic way of playing. Alpha Strike is a more strategic way of playing BattleTech. Um, we look at we look at classic and we look at alpha strike rule sets as tactical and strategic and it goes a lot to what tommy said earlier about being able to play infantry vehicles aerospace vtols mechs we're not constantly trying to find a new chart or a new roll table or trying to find a, a specific rule for this specific vehicle Battletech, absolutely, that's what those rules are there for, and, and it gives you that fine-grained control of what's happening. Alpha Strike is a much more strategic um, outlook at the battle and at the game in that, you know, Aaron and I, I think, well, <laughs> the last gamers reunion in Rochester, we played a lance-on-lance -lance battle on a map, and I think we had it done in, what, 42 minutes? For Alpha Strike? No, that was this is Battle. Oh, for Classic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a we had people standing around us because it was like speed chess. That was a hell of a lot. That was a lot of. That was a great game. That was a lot of fun. That was a very good game. But that, to me, as as a as a as an agent or as somebody introducing the game, that is that I I, I hope people take the look that look BattleTech is a very tactical game. Alpha Strike is more strategic. Yep, long game. It's it's you know i i have I have this ideal game that I'd really like to do one day that that really spans the gamut of of the rule set of BattleTech. That I think if I could get that put together and we could make it be like an eight hour or a twelve hour twelve hours probably a little long eight hour eight-hour game that covers the gamut, I think that would be spectacular. I think I've talked to you guys about it. And we'll, we'll get it. I mean, we'll, we'll probably devote an episode to that because 
there's a lot of things that we could discuss, and I think everyone else listening uh, would love to hear that whole deal. So eventually, eventually, right? I mean, we're we're gonna Matt's gonna put out here at the end. We got an email address for you guys to contact us. Um, please make sure you tell us what you like, what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us what you want to talk about. Tell us what you, you know, you guys need to do a better job of this. Whatever. You're not going to hurt our feelings. We've been doing this a long time. But just I wanted to make sure that that was said, that Battletech Classic is a very tactical game. Alpha Strike is is more strategic. Um, I don't like the idea that, hey, we created Alpha Strike to get new players in because... It's more faster paced and people can't do math. That bothers me. <laughs> it, it, it really does. But it bothers me too because that's that's some of the things that you hear when they just come out and blatantly say it. And it, it I like BattleTech Classic because it, it takes a little bit of time and it, it is so detailed. And an Alpha Strike, like you said, it it, it is very. I totally agree. It's completely um, strategic because you can. <clears throat> you can use those <clears throat> larger movement groups of lances, companies, and you can actually maneuver um, with groups a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more fun, especially when you're using tape measures. And I think using that 3D terrain can help with that as well. You know, and as and as an agent again, you know. Alpha Strike was so much fun for me in that going from a hex terrain to open terrain, if you will, I have found as I go to conventions and as I play these different games, the terrain itself can sell the game. And I am I am completely to the point now where I think I don't know I, I dislike playing on hexes. Um my mind has a hard time working the fact that this hex is 30 meters across and we're going to put a building in that hex. It doesn't scale right. It doesn't look right. I play Alpha Strike. I put a building on the map. If it's to scale, that's what it is, right? It's not a representation. It is a... The hexes definitely have their limitations. So, but at the same time, I do have to say that for a game that is... You know, it got what? 1986 is when Battle Droids came out? Yes. You've got 30 plus years. 30 plus years. A game system that has stood stood the test of time. At the end of the day, tip it, any old school (laughs) Battletech player, (laughs) we could have them come to the table... And they'd be able to pick up the dice, they'd be able to pick up a pencil, and they'd be able to start playing. And I, I hats off to the Randall, hats off to um, Herb for for doing that. That that to me is one of the strengths of BattleTech. Is those that played it in '86, they're going to be able to play it now and. That I think is really important to to the game and to the people, to the fans. That your time that you've invested in doing this is not lost. Well, and it's also to the community, 
It's also just a community that just won't let it die. Well, <laughs> people struggle. People fight. We're, believe we're me, trying they're to trying to. Yeah, it's literally yeah. on its last leg, but I think they're. I think it's poised for a comeback. So, well, I mean, has how many people? How many people supported the Kickstarter? I mean, it's. I, I hate to say, and I, 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 it, it bothers me a little bit that a video game has to kickstart or <laughs> bad, bad, bad choice of words. I'm sorry has to play a part in reinvigorating a board game but I mean you look at the history of Battletech and you look at the, the, the video games you know anywhere from MechWarrior to MechWarrior 4 Mech Commander, Mech Commander 2 and the current status of MechWarrior Online and you know the Alpha Strike game that, that's going to be released in 7 days um, you know it's a good time to be, well, and not only that, but I, I do believe Piranha Games is going to be leasing MechWarrior 5, if, I, if I'm not Ooh, mistaken. That does so, release in seven days, doesn't it? That's right. It's going to be amazing. Alpha Strike releases in seven days. So, I so mean, I, we're, we're on the cusp of, of some really great things happening. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't by design that we started doing this now, but it's a great time to be attempting to do what we're doing it's it, um, i'm excited to be a part of it and i'm looking forward to to the next coming episodes and i hope so other i've probably i probably got a, a deadline to maybe get this baby out uh <laughs> in seven days <laughs> we, we hope you don't release it tuesday i mean if you're gonna release it let's let's get it done by the weekend will you <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds good what well, do you just like you said, this is really turning into almost uh, the year or the, the, the two years where I think Battletech is really going to take a, an upswing again where you've got those new sets coming out. Battletech Classic, Alpha Strike, MechWarrior hey, 5. You know, again, I'll be honest with you. Um, when Brent came out and said that he was, or the, the, the announcement came that, that Brent Evans was going to be the new line developer, um, Rhea Rista was going to take over the assistant. Man, I tell you, I, I sent them both an email, and I told them, you know, both that I've I've struggled as a BattleTech player over the last couple of years just because we have had a a, a lack of new things. We've had a lack of it's become stagnant. You know, we we just haven't. It's had been a dry spell. Haven't had new things other than tech readouts and new mechs and. You know, the same chassis over and over again at 75 tons, you can only put so much stuff on it, right? The storyline yes. doesn't move forward. The, 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 and I don't know, for me, and I know and I know the guys here on the podcast too, that to me is what Battletech really is. The tabletop is just an extension of the novels and the stories that, that we've been given. That isn't, to me, well, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. To me, that isn't the game. It's a representation of the universe. And my ability to partake and do what we're reading about. And at the end of the day, it's the story. It is. It is. It's all the struggles, the trials, the tribulations, the intrigue. Um, that is what Battletech is to me. And I, I'm excited to see where things are. 
that sounds like a great time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got half a drink here yet. Are you sure you want to be done? Oh, no, don't worry. We're still going to discuss <laughs> afterwards, but I'm just saying. Well, we, we're not going to take the nipple off there for you. Well, i got to go make another one then. I gotta go <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't need to do that. Okay. But anyways, uh, 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 speaking of that, I think we'll go ahead and wind her down. Um, once again, we're saying that if you would like to contact us for questions, comments, please contact us at WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. Once again, that's WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. And we'd like to thank our co-hosts for tonight, um, Andrew Kroll. I thought Aaron, Aaron was the, I thought Aaron was the co-host. You We're are. all co-hosts. Okay. You are co-hosts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so I'd like to thank you, Andrew, thank Aaron, you, and I'm Tommy, sorry. yes, for helping the co-host. Awesome. <laughs> Tommy, how you doing? I am still still fighting that heat sick. Yep. I hear. Are you still beating the crap out of the computer? He is. He is physically beating it. I can hear it. Are you you sure that's a heat sink and not something else? Feed it some beer. See if that'll help it. Yeah, pour pour some beer on it. Maybe that'll help. Pour a whole bottle in there. That'll take care of it. Well, look, we just lost Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hops. That's the goodness of the hops. There you go.